T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Get ready. It's time for Operation Late Night Excitement. Top rated late night radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark. It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On KMOX. Hey there. Happy Monday. Let's get right to it. So much to talk about. John Hancock, we knew we were going to have to do a Donald Trump segment tonight because we had... Uh, well, found out a couple hours ago we were going to have to do one. Well, no, we we had the... You know, all of his people are coming out with books, right? Yeah. Everybody's coming out with books. So a book came out and said that in his big military parade, he didn't want to have injured veterans there because it makes him look weak as a leader. Saw that. Uh, well, they have pictures of his toilet in the White House with uh, documents being flushed down it. <laughs> Saw that. And then the news broke about two hours ago that the former president of the United States, his house in Florida, Mar-a-Lago, uh, was raided by the FBI. Um, more than a couple dozen FBI agents. Well, they executed a search warrant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Showed up more than a couple dozen FBI agents, and one of the things they went through was his safe in his private office. Conspiracy theories are running amok by on the right. Celebrations happening on the left. To me, this is kind of sad. The whole thing. It is. Uh, we, we should not even be here in this place. Yeah, I mean, it's unprecedented uh, for the Federal Bureau of Investigations to execute a search warrant on the home of a former president of the United States. Never happened before. And, you know, to, in order to get a search warrant, the FBI has to go to a judge, and they have to demonstrate probable cause, uh, at least to the judge's satisfaction, that evidence of a crime will be secured at the place of the search warrant. Now, we don't know what the crime is that they're investigating. We've heard reports tonight that it's related to documents that Donald Trump removed from the White House when he left on January the 20th in the morning. And... Um, and what is said is that some of those documents are classified documents. Now, this is kind of an interesting case. And I don't want to get too deeply into the weeds here. But when you have a probable cause hearing in front of a judge, the only side that gets to argue is the FBI. They they make their case in front of the judge. There's no lawyers on the other side contradicting anything they're saying. And then the judge makes a decision to grant or reject the search warrant. But the issue about classified information is interesting as well because the president of the United States has unilateral authority. It's called plenary authority to classify or declassify any document. And so 
if the president deemed those documents to be unclassified when he left, you know, he would have had to proactively made that gone through a process. Yes, yeah. um, then there's nothing to see here uh, on that in that in that case. But um, I don't know. This is you better hope that the FBI really has something here because the well, worst case scenario would be to have this search warrant executed I, and, and find really nothing. I, I think we can say with probably uh, great certainty without really even having too many facts that this wouldn't have been done on a whim. You don't raid a former You're president's correct. house. Uh, this decision would have had to have gone to the top of the Justice Department and the That's top right. of the FBI. Yep. So you have Director Ray who was appointed by Donald Trump, who would have weighed in on this, as well as Merrick Garland. There is some reporting that's coming out now that uh, the FBI had been meeting with some of the lawyers at Mar-a-Lago, and they had, in fact, showed him, showed the FBI some documents. Uh, so the, doc- the FBI may have had verifiable uh, information to take to court to say, hey, we want to do this. Yeah. Obviously, the consequences of this are huge. Uh, when I say I'm sad about this is that I personally don't even think the man should have been the president on January 20th. Uh, and had he not been the president and taken these boxes with him, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Um, I do think it's a sticky situation that we find ourselves investigating former presidents. But boy, if one has earned a, a thorough look over, uh, it's been this one after two impeachments and insurrection uh, and so many other details that just continue to come out. Um, hard to feel sympathy for the man. Um, and, uh, I'm with you. I, there better be a silver bullet here that we've, we've started something huge. The last thing you want to do is have a politicized justice department. I'm not saying that's what this is, but if you set this precedent and this, if, if it, if this is nothing else, it's a precedent. The FBI is investigating a former president to the extent of executing a search warrant on their private residence. And, you know, that precedentially is a concern for me because what's to stop another Justice Department at some point? Now, if what we've learned through all of this is that something really bad has happened, then it was entirely justified. But it's going to be months, if not years, I think. Before we actually well, let's know. remember, what, and we may never know. Yeah, it was a couple of months ago that Rudy Giuliani was raided, and, and we, we don't really know don't know any more on that. Having said that, a lot of people around the former president have been raided. Some of them while he was in the White House. Uh, so this, Michael you know, Cohen. yeah, he tries to make this some some type of conspiracy, but some problems around him have been existent until, since he started as president of the United States. Um, obviously the, the, the Biden administration is going to take the brunt of this, but from my understanding, having visited with uh, a lawyer, the same one you talked to, as well as reading, Biden was completely unaware of this and procedurally should have been been unaware of it. Should have been. Um, so there's no doubt about it that we are heading towards a couple of weeks of some months. uh, months of some really hostile, uh, political interaction in this country. This is in the lead-up to the November primary. And the January, January, 6th, the January 6th commission is still, committee is still, you know, fully engaged. They're but, coming back in the fall. But is there much that I could tell you about Donald Trump that you just wouldn't believe? Hmm, that probably sounds right. He took 15 boxes of classified information out of the White House. Hmm, probably right. Yeah. Uh, he had sex with a former Playboy mistress 
uh, you know, while his wife was breastfeeding in the other room. Mm, probably right. Well, I don't know if she was uh, in the other room. Well, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, need to be he, precise here, Mike. I, I think, I mean, there's just anything that's said about this guy, you can almost believe it because first, here's the pattern, right? Immediately, this is a witch hunt. Then it's going to be, it wasn't me who did it. It was Antifa who put it in the house. <laughs> then it's going to be, well, maybe it was true, but it wasn't illegal. And then it's going to be, we need to stand up and beat these Democrats. I mean, this is this has been a pattern for five years. Um, and I'm just thrilled to see the justice is finally working, if that's the case. If it's not the, if it's not the case, uh, I worry about the exercise this country so is about to go this. through. This is an interesting angle. I'm just curious. How much of a distraction is this from the fact that Joe Biden just passed this plan in Congress? Uh, you don't you don't see the timing of this as a bit unfortunate politically? Well, maybe, I mean, for the uh, how about the fact that he got the second most wanted terrorists on the planet right. in a week? You know, look, the news happens fast and quick these days. And I think it further speaks to the fact that this isn't politically orchestrated. This is being done. I, I can say with almost... 100% certainty. I agree with that. That Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland had they they not only dotted the i's and crossed the t's, they probably went back and proofread this thing a million times. And that's what gives me pause here because you you wouldn't do this, you know, and these are both career, you know, whatever you may think of Chris Ray and and Merrick Garland, they're both career believers in the system of justice that we have. Garland, a former judge, uh, Ray, in law enforcement his whole life. So they're not going to do something like this lightly, and they would have to have, I would assume, overwhelming confidence that they're doing the right thing. So it's a significant day in American history. There's no question about that. We're going to keep our eyes on it, but we're also going to try to do what we do on late night, which is to lighten it up a little bit. We yeah, do we politics talk, we really don't uh, so talk often. Much politics here, but I, this story we it's couldn't too ignore. Big. It's unprecedented right. what we're living through. Hey, when we come back, we've got our sports and NFL insider. John Hancock Jr. joins us from the Second City just after this on the Mighty Mighty Mox. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Ah, yes, it's Hancock and Kelly on a Monday night. Thank you so much for tuning in. We go to the Celebrity Guest Line, where we're joined by our sports and NFL insider. He's none other than John Hancock, Jr. Jr., how are you, buddy? Live from the Windy City. I'm doing good. Michael, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Yesterday, I saw that it was uh, 98 degrees here, and it was like 99 in Chicago. How often does that happen, right? Yeah, no, not too often. It was a hot weekend, uh, but, you know, we had some rain sweep through today, looking at the... 70 60s rest of the week i'll take it how the uh, how the weekend treat you uh weekend treated me well you know went out uh in river north and you know no issues with safety so yeah, no well, complaints. That's, that's winning these days in an urban city anymore uh, we have that same issue in st louis but hey speaking of st louis we had our ba- your baby bears came down from chicago yeah. we swept them and then the boston or the the bronx bombers showed up and we swept them Junior, your take on this uh, this series of games of the Cardinals just playing out of their head, aren't they? Oh, it's been absolutely incredible. And, you know, my biggest takeaway from the game yesterday was I think it was the sixth inning. They had scored a couple runs. Uh, we had the ump helping us out behind the plate with a couple strikeouts. But uh, DeYoung gets up there, hits a dub- double, and Newtbar, when he scores, he gave a fist pump. He felt like it was a playoff game. That kind of intensity and passion uh, in an August game. You know, I think it's a good sign for things to come. Brewers look like they're falling apart. Yeah. So hopefully we can get into good form and make some noise. Well, I, this may be somewhat controversial to say on the voice of the Cardinals, but, boy, that, that Yankee uniform is one cool-looking uniform to see on those players. They just look bigger in it. And uh, watching this, particularly Sunday's game, it felt like a, like you said, like a playoff or a World Series atmosphere. And how about those two new pitchers we've got? They've uh, They've earned their keep so far, haven't they? Yeah, Quintana, you know, he went out there. He was the bigger name that we got. And then, um, you know, Jordan, the guy from the Yankees, goes out five innings uh, scoreless against his formal, former team. It was a good showing, and Gallego shut the door on him in that 1-0 game. And now the Cardinals move a little west out to the Rocky Mountain High of Colorado. Uh, your take on the upcoming series? Yeah, Colorado, uh, Arenado homecoming, you know, I'm – expecting him to keep it up. He's putting together his own MVP case uh, slowly but surely to back up Goldschmidt. I think we stay in good form. And then a huge series this weekend, uh, the Brewers come to St. Louis. If we can get one more sweep there, you know, I'll be feeling very good about the Central. Well, that's our baseball talk for this week, folks. But as you know, we all come here to hear the wisdom and input of our NFL insider. <laughs> Training camps have opened across the country. Pro football teams and the National Football League have come to the gridiron to engage in a manly contest. And it's all about to start the uh, Hall of Fame games just around the corner. Hall of Fame induction took place last weekend. Our own Dick Vermeil uh, entering the National Football League Hall of Fame. And I thought we'd play a little game, uh, John, our NFL insider. So I'm going to, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to throw out some names and some players. Some of them have moved along in the offseason. Others uh, are entering a, a time of curiosity in their careers. I want to know whether they are a pick or a pan for our NFL insider. Are you ready to roll? Let's do it. This is Let's be fun. start with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, I'm going to do a pick there. He's reunited with Derek Carr. Uh, they were teammates at Fresno State. And they led Division One teammates in touchdown, uh, most touchdowns between the two of them together in those two years. 
I think he's going to have a big year with the Raiders, and I think the Raiders are going to surprise some people in the AFC West. Demonte Adams is a pick from our NFL insider, a quarterback, noted quarterback who moved along during this offseason. Is Russell Wilson pick or pan? I'm going to go pan with Russell Wilson. Not that he's going to, not that he's going to have a bad year, but I think after Brady and Stafford, you know, changed teams and immediately won Super Bowls, there's a lot of undue expectations on Russell. He's got a first-year head coach in Denver that he doesn't have DK Metcalf or either a Tyler Lockett like he had in Seattle. I think the Broncos are going to be struggling in that division. All right, that doesn't wow. bode well. So where's uh, where's where's Drew Locke these days? Is he still in Denver? He's in he's in Seattle. No, he's, now he's part of that trade. Okay, well, good for him. QB one for the time being. So out your way, and we know that the Chicago fans are passionate about their really bad football there. Uh, how about the quarterback in Chicago, Justin Fields? Yeah, it's got to be a pan. He had you know seven touchdowns, ten interceptions last year. Oh. Ohio State hasn't produced a quality NFL quarterback is for as long as I can remember. I think he's honestly more of a game manager type, and he doesn't have the talent and wide receiver around him with the Bears to make some noise with that team. Quarterback that uh, started to come out uh, into his own a little bit last season, Justin Herbert. Yeah, so I'm actually going to pan Justin Herbert. Whoa! He's got so much hype around this guy. Um, yeah, he hasn't made the playoffs yet. You know, Couldn't get past Derek Carr, who doesn't get any of the accolades that Justin Herbert gets. I honestly think the uh, Chargers will be – looking at fourth place basement dwelling in the AFC West this year. Wow. And I don't know how much of that's going to be on Herbert, but I'm, you know, he's the face of the team. I, I'm Pan and Herbert, Pan and the Chargers. I've always pronounced it Hubert. Hey, well, there was a Bobby Bear that was a quarterback, oh. but this is Justin Herbert. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it's same spelling. Well, so I will give you that, Big Thank Boy. You. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I'm very interested. Uh, a very talented player was unhappy in San Francisco uh, what do we make of Debo Samuel coming into the 2022 season? Yeah, so he got his contract extension, uh, three years, $72 million. I think I'm a pick on uh, Debo. I think he's going to have a another strong year. He's going to have to be a workhorse to lead the offense, backfield or lining up at receiver. I'm picking Debo, even though there might be some regression with the stats. Here's a quarterback that moved along. He had a high draft choice of the Cleveland Browns back in the day. Led yeah, so that th- team. This, is, this is going to be a pan yeah, this uh, is Baker uh, Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. So this is all I got to tell you about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Matt Rule is coaching for his job in Carolina. <laughs> if he doesn't have a good season, he's out. He's no, He knows he's out. He doesn't have the time to be wasting <laughs> these practices, these first-team snaps. And he still hasn't named a starter. That means it's a real competition between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, and that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> Next. <laughs> a fraud, one might say. He's a fraud. Well, let's he, turn he's our, been exposed. our attention to the, I believe he's the reigning uh, MVP, Aaron Rodgers, back with the uh, Green Green Bay Packers. Yes, do you see he was saying that uh, ayahuasca was a very important uh tool for him he's yeah, been he's a whack psychedelics. job he is a whack job um and i'm gonna pay it aaron Rodgers. i Whoa. get he's the back-to-back mvp but there's no Devonte adams alan lazard's his best receiver and i don't know how much he can do by himself there i honestly think kevin o'connell new coach of the vikings and kirk cousins are going to dethrone Rodgers and the packers this year and Curious what you think about the now moved along Tyreek Hill, that core, that wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs who had yeah. such good years with Patrick Mahomes. He's in a new home. Yeah, he's down in Miami, and he's definitely a pick for me. He's been sharp in practice, you know, one of the best deep threats in the league the past few seasons. And Tua, his quarterback, has been looking good in practice. Obviously, that doesn't mean anything 
till we get to the regular season. But I think you put Tyreek Hill up there with Jalen Waddle, their other talented young receiver. I think Tyreek's going to lead a high-flying Miami offense to the playoffs. How They're awesome wow. would that be? A Miami Dolphin playoff. That's a bold prediction. All right, and we can't let you go without talking about that uh, young man that came out of retirement uh, in the offseason, Tom Brady. Yeah, so I'm going <laughs> to pick Tom Brady Attaboy. only because anyone who's ever gone against him has ended up regretting it. But I'm not high on the Bucks this year. There's no Gronk. You know, Brady and Sean Payton had that coup planned in Miami to both head down there, play for the Dolphins. Their owner just got fined $1.5 million for it. I think that speaks a lot. If he thought that Tampa was his best place to win ring number eight, he would not have been exploring other options like that. Well, folks, there Good you point. have it. Our weekly visit, or semi-weekly visit, because when there's Cardinal baseball, we're not here. But when there's not Cardinal baseball, you can count on our NFL insider, John Hancock. John, thank you so much for your time, and have yourself a productive week. Yep, take care. And when we that. come I back... I love our segments with him. Oh, I yeah. love them. Oh, he's the best. When we come back, we're going to talk a little St. Louis history, all of these attempts to make St. Louis great again. Uh We'll visit about that and see if there's any hope for the future. That's next, right here. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. You're pointing at me. Yeah, you're going to start. You want me to talk? I want you to talk. Welcome back. It's Hancock and Kelly. It's uh, 8.30... Four here in downtown St. Louis. Hey, we've got a big show coming up, aren't too. We, uh, aren't we supposed to have some torrential downpour or something tonight? It's, uh, it's not raining. Huh. I mean, don't, don't jinx this. I, I'll remind you that it was a Monday night last, three weeks ago. Two weeks or whatever Two weeks ago yeah. that we walked out of here not hearing about any storms. Yeah. And woke up the to the most morning, rain. The next morning, the whole place was flooded. In the history of uh, St. Louis yeah. by 6 a.m. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? Well, well climate luck, change, pal. It, it'll start raining about the time I leave here. Uh, it, well, I was going to say one Memorial Drive, but those days are long gone. Yeah. Speaking of long gone, uh, you know, the city of St. Louis, and we talk about it all the time, uh, the difficulty that we're having here. Uh, you don't see a lot of foot traffic during the day downtown. It's not like so many other cities where they're vibrant and alive. Uh, they're not seeing a ton of businesses move into this town. Crime is a problem, clearly. And, you know, and St. Louis was a once one of the greatest cities in this country and one of the largest cities in this country. And there have been so many efforts over the years to kind of pump and re- rejuvenate St. Louis, uh, going all the, the way arch. back to the arch in the 1960s. And, you know, we built a brand-new baseball stadium in 1966 downtown. Yeah, that we brought the football team here in 1960, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, there's so many efforts after time. In the 70s, we reopened and revitalized Union Station. St. Louis Center, Union Station came back. Then we uh, lost the football Cardinals, and we brought a dome in, and we got the state to help us bring in the L.A. Rams. And then we got a bunch of tax dollars to incentivize to build Washington Avenue, which has since deteriorated. It has. We've now reinvested in the arch uh, again to make it uh, put the cap on the 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 yeah, the, the highway arch, arch to park yeah the arch to park uh, situation that's come up now we've got a soccer stadium on the way uh, Bob what Bob O'Laughlin's done Union at Union Station. Station and the Ferris wheel so many good people trying to do good things for St Louis 
And you know what the problem is, is St. Louis can't get out of its own way. It hasn't worked. Yeah, it hasn't worked. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would give you a couple of reasons that right. beyond the, the obvious, which is crime. Right. Um, and right now we have leaders who are choosing to put their hands over their eyes and pretend like we don't have a crime problem. They're ignoring it. Even saying that it's getting better. Yeah, arguing that it's getting better. Nobody believes that. There's a sense of lawlessness in this town. But let's set aside crime for a moment. I think if you go back to it, John, I think it comes to a structural problem that we have in this region. I agree with that. Which is several fold from a governmental standpoint and an infrastructure standpoint. From a governmental standpoint, we're still an isolated island when many of the same cities like us, Baltimore, Louisville, Indianapolis, all along the Mason-Dixon line, all used to be cities out, you know, the uh, separate a county separate from another county. Right. We have regional governance, which is not working. We have a county that is incentivized to do its own thing and not help the city. We have a city that often wants to, you know, do its own thing and not include the county. It's completely structurally messed up from a governing standpoint. And we've got a mayoral system in the city of St. Louis that dates back to the Civil War that our mayor really doesn't have that much power. Well, that's good because she's not doing much. Well, I mean, this mayor, but, you know, when you, you've got this very antiquated system called the Board of Estimate and Apportionment. It's the mayor, the president of the Board of Aldermen, he's going to jail, and, uh, <laughs> the, and the comptroller. And they, the three of them, basically are like a three-headed monster that have to come together to make decisions for the city. That's no way to run a, a, a thriving metropolitan area. I mean, that's a, that no. wouldn't work in any city in this country. You try to put a, a, a triumvirate in place like that. It's just a, it's a bad model of governing, and we've never done anything about it. Yeah. And I'm going to say it. Nobody else wants to admit it. We all tap dance around it. The airport is the biggest dragger on this region. We have an airport that was built for the 1960s. We haven't invested in it. We kept it going for the TWA age. The world's changed. We've had several opportunities to invest money into it. We've chosen not to do it. We're now a city that you can't get there from here. And that that is crippling economically because and, how are you going to recruit businesses here if they're if they're executives and they're they're important uh, you know employees can't fly anywhere they need to get to right. And then you throw in our highways, which are designed to get you away from here. Everything is designed to get you out of St. Louis as quickly as possible. And it's it's not easy to get into downtown, but it's sure easy to get out of here. <laughs> uh, and, you know, as a result, we, we continue to have this dysfunction. We used to have a civic community that really spent a lot of time. A lot of people thought it was back rooms, smoke-filled rooms that were making tough decisions. At least they made decisions. I like the smoke-filled rooms myself. Yeah. I mean, the only thing wrong with them was all the smoke. But, I mean, having people that are in charge and making decisions who have the capacity, who have the resources, uh, who have the interest of the region at heart, there's nothing wrong with that. And having civic-minded leaders take charge. Our own Bob Hyland here at KMOX was a very important figure in in moving St. Louis forward. Nobody elected him to that, but he filled that that vacuum of leadership in this region, and others have. August Bush. I, yeah. I mean, you you know, the list is long. Well, Andy Taylor's doing his best Andy now Taylor as is. the the world, uh, the company's, the, the region's Taylor largest is. employer. I, I'll, I'll tell you, it sure feels, and boy, I hope I am wrong. 
but I spent a lot of time traveling um, in the early 2000s. And I spent a lot of time in Detroit. And that was right after Detroit hit rock bottom. Yep. They went bankrupt. The state took over Detroit. Yep. And they redid all the rules up there, made it easier for investment. They brought a true sense of law enforcement back to downtown Detroit. Um, and the region started to cooperate. And Detroit, also at a time when they were losing the car industry, yep. is trying to reinvent itself and emerge. And they're but, doing a good yeah, job. But there's new governance that is allowing them to do it. And the state has realized that what happens to Detroit is just as important as what happens in Lansing or someplace you never heard of. And unfortunately, we're so polarized as a dumbbell in this state. We are the economic engine of this state. But when you go down to Jefferson City and you listen to that dialogue, we are not the economic engine. We are the enemy of the state. These aren't folks who are looking to work to help to make things better. So that's Look, there's plenty of blame for all to go around. We're hard on the mayor. We're hard on the county executive. We're hard on the governor. We're hard on county members and board of aldermen people. We should be because the only way I'm I'm fearful that if we don't get going here soon, that the only way this is going to work is for us to zero it out. Well, and you, you mentioned the airport. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time studying the city of Atlanta. And Atlanta you know, a generation ago, was a nice city, you know. Mm-hmm. And they had some good companies there. Coca-Cola's down there. Uh, they had Southern Energy down there. But they, at that Hartsfield Airport, they turned that airport into a mega hub. And it has, and the other thing they've done brilliantly is the power company there, Georgia Southern, right. Southern Power. They go out on – so when you send the state's director of economic development to go talk to a business about relocating, they also send the power company. Mm-hmm. And they work out a deal. Of cheap energy. And Yes. And they and they incent these companies to go there, and they have. And Atlanta is absolutely booming. You can't drive in but, Atlanta now. And that airport is paid for by the counties and the cities. Right. This airport we have right here is paid for by one entity and one entity alone is the city of St. Louis. Now, they also don't want to relinquish any of the pieces of it to make others participate in it, and it is costing us dearly. I I love this place. I'm going to die here. You're going to die here. We're both going to, you know. pretty soon. Yeah, well, especially if the lawlessness continues. (laughs) So, you know, being critical of, of one's own family is accepted as long as we're all pushing and pulling in the right direction. And right now, John, I don't see much but standard running to stand still. We're not changing the narrative in yeah, this region. And, and I think we've demonstrated over the course of the last 60 years that the next new thing is not going to fix St. Louis. No. It's going to take major structural change to do so. Well, I don't know if you all listen to the show today. The show? Yes, that's a show. It's on the the air here. Oh. And you show. got uh, Ranji and oh, uh, Kevin yeah, Wheeler yeah. And, and, uh, and what's, what's her, her name? name? Yeah. And and so uh, but they're they're doing a retro 1980s thing. Uh-huh. And it got me to thinking, you know, there's a lot of a lot of these entertainment types uh-huh. have, have gotten into politics lately. Right. And, you know, there's a guy that was uh, that was on the apprentice. Yeah, he became a president. He did. Uh, but he also one, a prisoner of, one of my uh, one of my childhood uh, celebrities is running for a mayor in California. Who could it be? We'll mm. find out. And welcome back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. We're here every Monday. The Cardinals aren't from eight to ten o'clock 
Hope you'll continue to listen and join us in the future. And, John, boy, lots of people died today. Yeah. David McCullough. Great uh, biographer. Uh, he had written the really definitive biography of John Adams. And, you know, that was 20 years ago that right. that book came out. Truman, too. Uh, he wrote a Truman book 30 years ago. And um, just a great, great biographer. And, you know, we're kind of, I feel like we're losing some of our greatest historians. And historians are so important to a culture to kind of understand where we've been uh, and how it predicts perhaps where we're headed, you know, and, and you you just, you hate to see these folks go. But, but you know, new ones are popping up. Charlie yeah, yeah. Brennan, I think, is a St. Louis historian. Oh, no question about it. You could it. be a historian. I could be a historian. Huh. I've lived a lot of it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, David McCullough died. We also lost. Olivia Newton-John. Right, from Greece. Great actress. Xanadu. Singer. Yeah. There it is. I got chills. So were you uh, were you into Olivia Newton-John back in the day? Yeah. Well, I had five sisters. Uh, I had five sisters. So you know that it, we had to watch this movie like once a week. Right. And so... I was a little guy, so I really wasn't into Olivia the way that I would be now watching her. <laughs> right. But I loved this show. Now, had she been ill? Was she suffering? She had with breast cancer. cancer. She had I been thought, battling yeah. for about a decade. You I know, had saw only... a post from her daughter about three days ago. This is all coming out now, sure. saying that, you know, my mom's my hero, and we all had no idea, right? Yeah. But we were going to later learn. Yeah. So there it is. And uh, if only. We knew somebody that would have experienced Olivia Newton-John. Hmm. We'd have them on the air with us. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We do know somebody wait, who wait. knows Olivia Well, I don't know if for sure, but I'll, let me say this. If I will say this definitively. If anybody at KMOX had an, ex- an encounter with Olivia Newton-John, it would could only be Shawn Michael Lyle. Exactly. And he's going to join us after the news at the top of the hour. So we'll... Oh. Uh, We'll check in with Shawn Michael and see if uh, there might not be an Olivia Newton-John story. I'm pretty confident you can bring up almost anybody. It's incredible. And, you know, I've I've resisted bringing up Charles Manson because I thought, well, maybe Shawn Michael ran into him when he was in the Valley sometime. down in California. Yeah, exactly. He may have ran into him. But hopefully he he had an encounter with Olivia Newton-John that he could tell us about. Well, we will uh, find out about that. Did you like like Grease? You know, not a big fan. Yeah. you know, I was not I was not really into theater in, in high school, right. and that sort of thing. Um, Georgianne never made you gen- dress up as Danny. Was she it did Danny not. Zuko? She is that did his not. name? I don't know what his name is. Uh, but I liked Olivia Newton John. I thought she was, you know, quite talented. And you know, it's a sad day that she's left us. And it got me to thinking. You go back to the seventies and you think about all these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you know who's running for mayor of Ojai, California? I have no clue. Uh, let's see if, let's, let's quiz Peej over here. Uh, PJ, Matt Pajeski. PJ's not even going to know a show from young, the 70s. Young Matt Pajeski. Yeah. So are you acquainted with the television show Happy Days? I know about it, yeah. All right. So you know that the, the kind of the star of the show was the Fonz. Yeah. Right? Henry Winkler. Yep. Played by Henry Winkler. And uh, you had the father played by? Um. Tom Bosley. Tom Bosley. Yes. And then the mother played by? No idea. Some, uh, somebody else. And, and, and Richie Cunningham. Played by? Uh, Howard. Ron, Ron Howard. Who's, who's by one of the greatest directors in the country right he's now. He's a big deal in Hollywood, Ron Howard. Yeah. And so and, and he had the, the guys, and it was Fonzie and their other buddy, Potsy. Ralph. Well, Ralph, 
played Ralph. by Donnie Most, uh-huh. and then Potsy. Potsy played by Anson Williams. That's a name that's probably unknown to you, J, uh, PJ. Correct. Yeah. Kind of the good-looking yes man. He the, was. The group. He was, Potsy, uh-huh. and uh, Anson Williams. And Anson Williams, learned the other day, is running for mayor of Ojai, California. Ojai? O-J-A-I. Ojai. I've never heard of it. You've never heard of Ojai? No, but a friend of ours told us that that's a really cool community. It is. It's a very cool community. You've been there. I've not been to Ojai, but I know about Ojai. Uh, not to be confused with Ohio, which is considerably to the east yeah. of, of Ojai, California. Right. Yeah, considerably. And uh, but so or Ojai, you know, like hey, it's legal. Oh, Bad <laughs> yeah. joke. Yeah, that was not good. Bad so, joke, PJ. Uh, so we'll see. I guess the elections in November, and so Potsy may become the next mayor of Ojai. And Clint Eastwood, you know, was a mayor in California for right. a while. So a lot could of these, you, a lot of these actors. Can you imagine? Uh, you, now you're Potsy. Everybody knows you as Potsy, yeah. right? Because he, he he had to have been typecasted, right? I can't remember another thing Anson Williams was in. I'm right. sure he was in other things, it's, but I can't remember. One. It's like Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. You know, he, you can't see Walter or Jerry Mathers. Jerry Mathers being anything other than by the way, the Beaver. Uh, Eddie just died. Eddie Haskell I saw just passed that. away. Yeah. Ken uh, Osman. Did your mother ever call you a little Eddie Haskell? No. I would get that all the time. Well, You're I just can a little Eddie it. Haskell, I can aren't totally, you? <laughs> I can totally see it. <laughs> no, that was never my... I was uh, like, oh, is he good looking? <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly. Uh, but he was... Uh, yeah, we, we digress. But, uh, yeah, Potsy, running for mayor of Ojai, California. And I wonder, you know, we've got some celebrities in this town. Right. You're thinking about John Goodman. Yeah. You know, he could run for something. John Hamm. John Hamm. Well, he doesn't live here anymore. Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. We've got the, the gal from uh, the, office. the Office. What's Don't her, know her uh, name. Yeah, you know what her name Jenna is. Fisher. It's Jenna, Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Was in The Office. And also in The Office, Ellie Kemper was in that show. Right. Also from St. Louis. Also from St. Louis. So we've got all these great celebrities in town. None of and them... one of the Butts uh, kids is an actor. Oh, uh, Norbert Leo Butts. Very prominent Broadway actor. Kevin Klein. In fact, Norbert Leo Butts, for one or maybe two years, taught the theater class at Westminster Christian Academy. Really? My daughter. That's where your kids went. My daughter was in a, uh, was in a show that was directed by Norbert Leo Butts. How cool. Is that? Yeah, because he's a big time Broadway uh, huge. dude now. Yeah, huge. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely huge. Huh. So, but but none of these Nelly? famous people. Nelly, Nelly right could be mayor. What's Nelly's real name? He's got a is it, Cornell Williams, Cornell Irel Haynes Jr. Cornell Isle Haynes Irel I R A L. His niece went to Westminster. I used to see Nelly uh, at the really? parent nights. Yeah. Huh. So you know what are you going to do? Interesting. It is interesting, Michael. So uh, next hour, we are going to be joined in our regular visit with Sean Michael Lyle, who may be yeah. the most fascinating man yeah. in the world. If you've not heard a Sean Michael Lyle segment uh, that we've done here uh, on Monday electric. nights, absolutely, electric. We've, we've made it a recurring thing because it's electric. It's unbelievable. We have no idea what's going to come electricity out. Electricity in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got that. We've got Braxton Payne with what's trending. My power was out tonight. We're going to talk about. Uh, the power grid. And you know what there. this week is? Very concerning. The Field of Dreams. What? The Field of Dreams is going on in Iowa later this week. Oh, good for it. Why is the Cardinals playing in that? I don't know. we got to step aside. The news is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.